You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. We're hanging out here today because one day while hiking in Peru, after just having been let go from my dream job, it hit me. There's so much more to life and there's no excuse for not embracing uncertainty and trying new things to really explore our full potential in this lifetime. On this weekly podcast, you'll hear from successful entrepreneurs, creative thinkers, and visionaries just like you so that you feel less alone as you pursue everything you want and deserve in this lifetime. This is a space where big sky thinking is welcomed and conversations about daily betterment are essential. So if you're ready to stop living an ordinary life and start living a visionary life, then welcome home. Hey, visionaries, welcome back. And thank you so much once again for tuning in to season nine of the podcast. Yes, nine seasons of visionary life. I can barely wrap my head around that. That's crazy. And it's actually something that today's guest and I talk about a lot is this concept of consistency and how that leads to success. And let me just humble brag for a second before we get into this week's guest. This season will not disappoint. I think I have curated the most epic array of Canadian entrepreneurs who are about to be featured every single week. So if you could do me a favor, subscribe to the show, maybe send this episode or any of our past episodes to a friend, uh, because when you share the show, it reaches more ears and it gives me validation that you guys want more seasons of Visionary Life. So today I'm sitting down with Nicole Nzegu on the show. Nicole came to Canada as an immigrant and she faced a lot of challenges, including abuse and depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts. And it was when her sister was visiting her and her sister had flown in from London, England, was making granola at 3 a.m. in the morning randomly that all of a sudden Nicole thought, maybe that's what I could do. So she got to work, she started testing concepts, and even though she didn't really know what the business would look like or didn't have any experience, she just started putting one foot in front of the other and shows us what the power of consistency can do because today her company, Crave Granola, makes the best, most unique granola you have ever tried in your life. Coffee Spike is one of the flavors, Orange Sun. You can also build your own, like literally DIY a granola and she will make it for you. You cannot go wrong. And this granola is so giftable as well. I recently sent uh, a package of granola, a few varieties, to a client as a thank you gift because I like to send things that are consumable, like edible. Anyways, I'm excited for you to listen in to this episode. I know you're going to get a lot of value from it. And definitely go connect with Nicole and Crave Granola at www.crave cravegranola.com, crave with a K, or they're just on Crave Granola on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, all of the places. So enjoy this episode and I will catch you guys later. Welcome back to the Visionary Life Podcast. I am so, so excited to be sitting down with someone who I've had a chance to get to know quite well over the past few months, Nicole Nzegu. And This is going to be such a cool conversation because you have a great story. The way you started your business and what you've grown it into is super inspiring. And I cannot wait to introduce you to the visionary community. So welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. So excited to share my story with you. 
Amazing. Well, why don't we kick off with that kind of background story? So I'm curious, uh, what were you up to in the years leading up to launching Crave Granola? Because I know you haven't always been an entrepreneur. So give us kind of the backstory of what you were doing um, as far back as you need to go to give us some context. Oh, wow. Um, Well, okay, you're right. I never really I didn't start off Crave Granola as as, uh, it, it was never a dream that I had. I've always been in the corporate world, so I've always walked up, say, I wanted to be in the corporate ladder and just walk my way up there. I never thought that running a business would be in my radar in the future. I just thought even if I run a business, it's probably not going to be anything. It's probably going to be like maybe writing a book or a story or something. <laughs> so uh, prior to Crave Granola, I was just where I went. I was working in, um, in the food industry as well as the pharmaceutical industry. And so, um, yeah, so that's how we kind of, I was just working there. And then uh, I think one of my friends had started a business in our group of circle, the first person that started business and we were just working together. I was like, hey, I wanna be a part of your business. And so we started working together, but at the same time, uh, I've always loved cooking anyways, regardless. So I come from a big family and food is just a big part of, of of where I come from. So, um, I've always cooked, love cooking, and uh, I kind of just um, would cook. I just post it, post it on Instagram, and people would like it. Or I would cook and invite friends over, and they would love the food. And so I thought, okay, maybe this might be an idea to start a food business. And um, I just wanted to do more, and uh, I just wanted to just do more than just food at the same time. But I still couldn't figure out what area of the food business that I would put my, uh, pour my heart into. So I, I tried many different food, uh, just is it food catering? I did some food catering. I did some food orders of prepared food. I did like meal, did meal, meal prep, but none of them still fit in, fit it in. And so I didn't want to just do something that w- I would leave for a while. I tried my hands on several different businesses as well, just little side hustles here and there, like braiding hair. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I did a lot of other side hustles, but uh, they were not really my passion per se. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, I went through, uh, I came here as an immigrant in Canada. So I went through uh, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of struggles, a lot of, uh, I felt, I faced many uh, hardships, you know, and so I was faced with depression. I was faced with lots of, I struggled with suicidal thoughts, like daily was a constant struggle for me. And uh, coming from a place where I just, I had friends and then I fell into the wrong hands and, uh, you know, that led to uh, sexual abuse for, 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 for several years, over 10 years. And so that also caused lots of, uh, that put me in a deeper depressive mode. And I was just uh, constantly thinking of suicide all the time. But at the same time, um, my ha- one of my happy places was just cooking. Mm. So I would cook, make recipes, or just cultivate different new recipes that I could make and share with friends and post it on Instagram. I just felt if I post it there, people are going to like my food and that made me feel good. And so that gave me the idea to say I wanted to create something that would just bring smiles to many people's faces. Uh, food bring people together and food make everybody smile. You know, you're hungry, you love food, you're happy, you, want, you love food, right? So, <laughs> so uh, that's kind of uh, where I started working towards Crave Granola. And uh, I, I kept thinking of the idea where what can I do with my with my with my 
love for food and my talent for food. Mm-hmm. And then when my sister visited me one time from England, she made this amazing granola at 3 a.m. in the morning. She was jet lagged. And so she made this beautiful granola. I woke up in the morning. I was like, what is that bakery smell? So I went to the kitchen and I saw trays of granola everywhere. <laughs> and I, I love granola. And it's one of those things that I would buy in a grocery store and just eat. I could eat, live on granola, actually. So to see that you could do that on your own and make it from the scratch. I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know I could make this from the scratch. I didn't even know what it was really made of. I didn't pay too much attention to yeah. what I was eating then. <laughs> And so she showed me how it was done. And I started from there, started making my own granola. And then I started sharing it with friends, putting different recipes in it, different ingredients in it, and shared it with friends. And it became a hit and people loved it. And so I started creating. I said, and that's where the light bulb came in to say, yes, this is what you should run with. Take this and go. And I perfected it. And that is how Crave Granola was born. Wow, what a story. And I think what's really important to just hone in on, especially for the listener who is maybe wanting to start a business or branch out on their own, but feels like nothing is working, is that not every time when you think you're starting a side hustle that's going to work, does it grow into something more? Like, I really do believe we have to try and experiment and maybe start a bunch of side projects like you were braiding hair, you were doing meal prepping thinking like, oh, maybe this will work. But when it didn't, you didn't just give up and say, okay, well, I guess I'm not meant to be. Like, obviously it's challenging, but I love that you share so honestly that you didn't just land on the idea for Crave Granola right from the day you were born. It took time. It probably took many, many years, right, to come to this place where you felt like this is what brings me joy. So it's just a good reminder to the listener that it takes time. Be patient and don't rush the process because sometimes it comes to you in unexpected times, like when your sister is visiting from England at three in the morning, like who would have thought? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Who would have thought? Like, I didn't even know that granola was in my radar. So you're right. Sometimes you just try various things. You know, you want to do something, but you don't know what it is. Just keep trying something. And one day it's just going to click. You're going to say, yes, this is it. And you will love that. So, yeah. So when you sampled that granola, obviously something kind of lit up in you and you were like, oh, this is really good. Like, I want to try this and experiment uh, with it on my own. But I'm curious, like, did you know it was going to be a business and did you quit your job right away in the corporate world? Or did you just kind of start testing recipes and putting kind of a business plan together? What happened after you sampled your sister's granola for the first (laughs) time? Walk us through kind of the months after that. Yeah, so after my sister made this granola, I didn't just jump on it and say, this is my business idea. I did, still didn't know at that point that this was a business idea. I just said, please show me the recipe. She made a whole bunch before she went back to England. So I had like a month a month, <laughs> a month, supply of granola at yeah. home. So I just would make them. And then when, when it was over, when it started finishing, so I started trying to make it, I started she sent me the recipe that she used just a simple very simple basic recipe that she did Mm -hmm. and then I started doing some more research on recipes on how to make granola on YouTube and things like that and uh, I just started making it for myself really I wasn't really thinking that this was going to be a business idea so I started making it for myself and then I started gifting it out to friends and you know my friends were there they were like I, and I started telling them did you know you could make granola by yourself right so and they're like oh really okay so I started sharing that with them I made so I just package it nicely just little packaging like in, I put them in bottles mm-hmm. and, and I would give it to them and my friends were like I mean they already knew that I was already doing 
a food business on the side, prepared meals. So it was okay for them to say, oh, can I order now? Can I order? So they started ordering at least uh, once in a while, some friends would order, or when people ordered food at the time, at the time, I would just pack nicely packaged the granola and just give it to them. Mm -hmm. And so I was getting more compliments on that and like, oh, that granola is really good. It's so, it tastes like store-bought. And some people are like, are you sure you made this? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, wow, it tastes like you bought it from the store. I'm like, oh, okay. So I think the more people started talking about it, the more it started registering to me like, okay, this could be a possible idea here. So I reached out to my sister. I started making different recipes and I didn't want to, I realized that I'm making creating recipes, but I didn't want to create the same ingredients or the same flavors that you see in stores. So I started mixing them up to see, okay, how will I make this different from what I see in the store? For example, uh, I have one of my uh, granola brand name is called uh, Coffee Spike. And so I checked, uh, I, I would, the reason why I did coffee was because if you go to grocery stores, you see mostly chocolate chips, cocoa, and yeah. things like that. So I'm like, I want to make mine different from that. Mm-hmm. So I figured I'm going to test it with the coffee and see what it, what it tastes like. So I tried the recipe. I was like, oh, wow, this is really good. And I, we, I did lots of experiments with my sister as well. She's in, in Glenham here, but she's trying it there and I'm trying it here. <laughs> and so we're exchanging recipe ideas. And it really, so that's how I started making different ideas and you know to come up with another flavor I will test it out together and so from every test that I made I would give it to like friends just to try it out and see and that's how uh, all the flavors came in at the same time we do have a granola called build your own granola um, a customizable granola the reason for that was because lots of people have created um, people People have created granola just because they go to grocery stores and they don't see what they're looking for. Or they're like, oh, this is perfect, but it's missing something. This is perfect, but it's gluten-free. It's not gluten-free. This is perfect, but it's got nuts or seeds or something they just don't like. And so people find it hard. Either they make it themselves at home or they start their own granola business. But I wanted to create something where people can just come together and say, hey, okay, just like how you make your own pizza, let's just... um, Let's make that kind of, let's do that with granola because friends were like, oh, I don't want seeds in mine. I don't want sugar in mine. I don't. So I'm like, you know what? That gave me the idea. And there is nothing like that in Canada mm-hmm. or anywhere else that I have seen. So I was like, okay, that's a great idea. So that's how um, all of my flavors were, were, were developed and came to fruition. Yeah. Many of you know that I studied to become a holistic nutritionist many years ago, and even though I'm no longer practicing, I still take my health very seriously, especially in the winter when I feel like everyone around me is feeling subpar in one way or another. And part of my daily routine is Sambucol Black Elderberry Syrup, as well as their Black Elderberry Gummies. Sambucol Black Elderberry is the original Black Elderberry supplement. So you may not have heard of Black Elderberries before, but they have been used for centuries in traditional folk remedies, and they're prized for their anti-inflammatory properties. I've been extremely fond of this brand since my days studying nutrition because of its potency and efficacy in supporting my immunity. And at the first sign of a tickle in either mine or Dave's throat, we are reaching for the Sambucol. I just can't afford to take days off work as an entrepreneur, and Sambucol helps me stay well. So not only does it taste amazing, the gummies are actually better than candy, but this stuff actually works, and I'm really excited to be using Sambucol daily immune drink powder as well. 
So when I'm sick of drinking water throughout the day, I just crack a pack of the immune powder and it tastes like Kool-Aid, but without the sugar and with way more benefit. So if you want to save on your next order of Sambucol, get 15% off of any order over $9.99 or more at SambucolUSA.com. So S-A-M-B-U-C-O-L-U-S-A.com and be sure to use the code VISIONARY15 at checkout. So again, save 15% by using code VISIONARY15 at SambucolUSA.com. So cool. And I love that you spent a lot of time like in your own test kitchen. You didn't just assume you got it right, right from the beginning and then just start selling it. You sampled your friends, you got a lot of feedback and it sounds like you listened to that feedback and actually iterated based on what people were telling you. And the other part that is so cool about what you did was you didn't think, oh, granola, such a saturated market, there's no room for Crave. You thought, well, of course there's room. I just have to make it different, right? Like what do I not see on the shelf that I would want as a customer? And oftentimes that's where the best ideas come from is that that need, like what would we need or what are we not seeing in the current marketplace that we could bring to life? And your flavors are so unique. Like you said, build your own granola never seen that before. Like that is such a cool offering and it's something that sets your brand apart from every other granola brand where you can't make your own. There's no DIY option. Yeah. So um, I'll definitely link that in the show notes so that people could try out the process and see how cool it is. So I just wanted to share those couple things. Now, did you know how you were going to start selling it? Like obviously to make the recipes and get it perfect is one thing, but what about packaging it, branding it? How long does that take before you actually make your first sale and get everything together so that this is a real product? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a great question because <laughs> I knew that I wanted to start a business. When the idea for Crip Granola came up, I was like, okay, this is a granola. Now I have no bees, no, uh, no uh, background or any experience in running a business and starting yeah. a business. The business I was doing with food is just, you know, people that I know or people that are just word of mouth, friends of friends. It's nothing that we say go to the website and order it, anything right. like that. And the idea for Crepe Granola started around late 2019. And then when 2020 came with the pandemic, I was like, okay, uh, how am I even going to do this? Mm. But I knew that the, the business uh, formula that I wanted to go with, the business uh, idea that I wanted to go with was just to was direct to customers. Just, I wanted to create something that uh, when they receive the order, they would know that this was made specially for them. I wanted the packaging. I just wanted the customer experience in my granola to shine in my customers, right? In my products and as well. So, and I figured, okay, I'm gonna start small. I didn't just wanna do something that would go big. Or I just told myself, I'm gonna start small. It's a saturated market, let's see how it goes. And so I did lots of research around uh, how to start a business, Google, YouTube, those were my best friends every single day, how to start a business. Like before I type how, the, you know, the, the suggestions would come on how to start a business from the scratch, how to start granola business, what to do, what to expect, how to start food businesses. I had no idea how to do that. I did not know where, how to even get packaging. Like I kept asking questions, how do people do this? How is it so easy? And I realized it, it wasn't that easy putting the work together. I first of all registered a business name, um, just get the business name registered. At least that I, to show that I'm doing something, got it out of the way. 
Um, I think in making lots of research, I started joining different associations and organizations that are like businesses, like women-owned businesses or women in food business, things like that. I started joining and I came across some um, workshops, you know, while I was looking for ideas, I came up across some workshops on food incubator programs that I came across. And those were very helpful for me to provide the step-by-step -step information that I need. But by then I'd already like uh, figured out the packaging. I started with the packaging. Like I didn't know, I went online, I checked the typical granola packaging, but I wanted my package not to be exactly the same. I wanted to maintain, because I knew what I want. I wanted to create organic, gluten-free, with great flavors that people would taste and like and just not feel that, okay, it's also plant-based, but it's that caters for anyone who's like healthy, uh, who is health conscious. So uh, I think my first package I got from Amazon. <laughs> and also I was like, okay, this is, I just tested out and this was good. And then I started going, um, people, people started suggesting Alibaba and things like that. So I started ordering, finding the right consumer, the right uh, vendor that will supply um, the package and all that. So it took a while. And then the design, I kind of did like a very minimal design, simple design by myself on um, using Canva. Yep. And, uh, but then I kind of uh, thought I met a friend who was also starting a business in designs. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to be your first client. Why don't you design my <laughs> package for me, my labels. And so they did a great job. I was like, amazing. And when I showed that to to, to the world on Instagram, people are like, wow, a lovely package. Yep. And so I was like, okay, this is it. This is how I'm gonna work on it. And so just by that step-by-step, step, uh, gradually build a website. It seems like when you want something, the universe brings everything together for you. Yeah. So at the same time, I didn't even know where to start building a website. And so I had this, um, someone told me about this digital main street program mm -hmm. that was offered in Ontario, where if you're, if you're a registered business, they will help you build your, your business for your website for you with Shopify. And so I got someone who built a website for me completely. And we worked together on what we, how we want the website to be. And I knew that I wanted to sell online direct to customers. And mm -hmm. so that's where we are now, but the more we've gone such a long way, this was all of this happened last year, 2020. Mm -hmm. Sorry, two years ago now. Oh my God, in 2020. <laughs> yeah, all of this started in 2020. And then the business was officially launched in 2021, uh, July of 2021. And it's crazy that it have come this far. And now we're in the process of trying to go into small grocery health food stores. Mm, yeah. Wow, what a journey. And so it was about a year from the time your sister was visiting you to the point where you feel like you got your first like package yeah. product together. Is that right? Yeah, it was about, it took about a year for, yeah. I didn't just, yeah, I didn't just say, oh, this is the business. It took about maybe about a couple more months, maybe six more months or so, a few more months for me to finally say, this is the business idea I'm running with. I think that's such a, a vital reminder for anyone who is in that messy early stage right now. Like you can't always rush the process. Like, yeah. It's not just going to be snap your fingers and you have a product ready to sell. There's so much that goes into it and just a lot of time and energy involved. And that usually takes a year or two. So it's really cool to see the fact that you stuck with it that long. It means <laughs> that you were obviously quite passionate about the idea and just the vision for what you were creating. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's not definitely not easy to to mm -hmm. run with an idea like that. Again, it just it's six months since the business launched, but the, the background work was about a year. 
and even within where after the business was launched, it was still like uh, you 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 go through the highs and lows. Like, am I gonna make this? Am I not yeah. gonna make it? This is gonna be great. Is this not gonna be great? And that's how I found you, uh, <laughs> Kelsey. That's how I find you because uh, I think July I launched the business twenty of twenty twenty one. By August September, you know, you have this idea. You're so hopeful, and you feel like, oh, I'm gonna launch it. I'm gonna do great. I'm gonna quit my job, and then. Two months later, nothing, not even sale. <laughs> so, and I was like, what is happening? When I was not, when I didn't launch the business, I was getting sales more than after I had launched the business. What's going on? <laughs> I wasn't making any sales for a few months. And I was like, no, this is not, this is depressing. And I felt that made me so sad. And I was like, oh gosh, but I'm here I am thinking I'm going to quit my job mm-hmm. and start this amazing business but it didn't happen and so I was feeling I went through that whole valley of despair phase for a long time and I started looking who's gonna help me grow my business who's gonna help me I need I need big business coach and I kept searching and I started listening to podcasts I mean I've always listened to podcasts but mm-hmm. when I came across yours I'm like that's who I need to that's who I need to connect <laughs> with that is who I need to connect with <laughs> and here we are and now you're on the podcast. Like what a I weird on the full circle moment. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You'll be so listening true. to your own episode in a matter of weeks, <laughs> inspiring others to start a business. <laughs> That's so amazing. So yeah. crazy. Now I'm curious, you said you've gone through the valley of despair. You've obviously been through challenges. Uh, was there anything that was a big mistake or something that was a total mishap that almost derailed the business? Was there anything that like really almost set you off course or visionary? I know you, you're a health nut and you want to save money on the brands you love and the ones that support your well-being. Well, Healthy Planet is your one-stop shop for all things healthy. They have everything from gluten-free snacks to non-toxic beauty products, and they deliver it all right to your doorstep. Being healthy has never been easier, more affordable, or more convenient than this. So go ahead, shop with Healthy Planet online and save 10% off any online order over $49.99. Just use the code VISIONARY2022 at checkout. Visionary 2022 at checkout. It's going to save you 10%. So what are you waiting for? Go get all of your health food goodies and start saving today by heading to healthyplanetcanada.com. Use the code visionary2022 at checkout. Um, I wouldn't say. I think the, the biggest mistake I made was, I think before you, um, I was while I was looking for business coaches, I found I thought I found a business coach and then I paid like two thousand dollars and for them to help in my business and it was just nothing. Like I got nothing out of it. And they made all these promises that they were gonna do and I got nothing out of it. So I was like, Oh, that is such a bad investment yep. that I made. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'll never do that again. I'll find someone that I could work with hand um, you know, work with um one on one. And so uh, I was like, no, I I think I almost lost hope, but that that made it worse for me. (laughs) Like, you know, it made it worse for me to feel like, oh my gosh, there's no hope for me out there anymore. Uh, How am I going to do this? I don't, I need help. Like I thought I could do it myself. You can't run a business yourself. You need support Mm -hmm. around you. So and when you came along, I was like, okay, you know what? That's who I want to talk to. I've Mm -hmm. listened to your podcast. Uh, everything I read about you was just awesome. And I thought, okay, I'm going to give Kelsey a, a try. And see. <laughs> Hopefully this will get, and you helped me so many ways. And I mean, again, here we are. And um, the business has 
done so well so far in the past since we met. And um, I was making about what, uh, less than $300 a month yeah. uh, when I started the business and it wasn't working for me. I was like, no, this is so bad. And mm-hmm. now I'm getting, um, getting lots of partnerships, lots of uh, people are reaching out to say, we want to sell your product and all that. So we've gone mm-hmm. from that level where we are to making over $1,000 a month now and we're still growing. Wow. So when you reflect on all the different things, like you have tried so many different marketing outlets and you've done promotions and emails and social media and partnerships and connections, what do you think has been one of the most impactful things that you've done to grow awareness of Crave and to get sales? Like if you were to boil it down to one thing that you think has been very powerful, what would you tell the listener? Well, you know, it's it's kind of sometimes when you're starting a business and everything is like up in the air and you yeah. you have this confusion around you, like what is going on? It, everything came together all of a sudden and I didn't even know at what point it started coming together. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that you are once you're consistent at doing what you're doing, it all makes sense now to me because people before people are like, oh, keep doing it, you you see results. To me, it right. just didn't it didn't register as much as it does now. Yeah. Right. So um, I didn't know at what point things that are falling into place, but I do know that I was consistent. I was just posting yes. on Instagram. I mean, I w- in the beginning, I wasn't as consistent as that because I didn't know what to post. I didn't even know how to drag pull my audience in. I didn't know who, who, who was my audience. I knew who I wanted to sell to, but I didn't know who they would be exactly or yeah. how to narrow them down. You could have a wide range of a broad range of uh, customers that you want to reach out to and it's mm-hmm. granola lots of people love granola but to be to bring it down to a niche was kind of hard for me but I think the more I posted I used I Instagram was my leverage right so right. I posted a lot on Instagram I think the moment I, I re- rebranded my business I started posting a lot on Instagram mm-hmm. and the more I posted the more I got um, people were asking questions like oh, okay I will receive emails or I receive emails or DMs to, to ask more questions about the business and then I did some Instagram I did some marketing as well um, online just um, online marketing I did some promotions I did some giveaways mm-hmm. just to create more awareness and then um, I participated in some other group events right so and create every little win was a win and I would post that just to create give people that credibility that of who we are and also, I think the more consistent I was on all social media platform, because I felt this is uh, going, this is an online business, granola business. So I need, needed to have a, a good online presence, right? Mm-hmm. So um, having all of that and continuing, continue to post products and just create um, lots of newsletters and information, providing out there on Pinterest and <laughs> all of the above, right? And yeah. so that started in- increasing for me. I think one of the big one was when RBC reached out and they were like, we love your products. How about you, you sell some of your products to our employees? We have about 6,000 employees in Canada and we sell through Percopolis and Percopolis has about 1.1 million followers, subscribers. And I was like, wow, this is rich. This is huge, right? This was huge for me. And I was like, really? And this was, they came really, out last year and it was so surreal I was like wow for RBC is reaching out to me this is great and so I registered with them I set up my account with them I became a partner with them 
and they make these announcements. They will send out their newsletters and orders. Poof. <laughs> the sales just went beyond me. <laughs> Until today, we are still receiving sales. And just because of that announcement that they, that they made. And not just them. And there are other um, projects coming up, other partnerships coming up, right? Riot yeah. has reached out. Uh, even uh, I think one of my first uh, collaboration was with um, uh, Northia General Hospital in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And they reached out just for one of their um, Appreciation Week event. It was within by much, but then I just give them some free product. Mm-hmm. And that alone as well brought some awareness. So all these little partnerships and collaborations with organizations was a great help for me. Yeah. So awesome. And I think one thing that's so important to recognize is that it's consistency in all of these efforts to see what is going to work, right? Like you had to kind of show up for the social, show up for the email, show up and look for partnerships because you didn't know like at which one of these is going to take off. Maybe all of them will bring in sales, maybe none of them, but the only way to know is to do it repeatedly to actually have enough data to say, oh my God, yeah, we did land a partnership with RBC that was very beneficial. And I think that's maybe the thing that a lot of people don't want to hear is like, you have to be consistent for quite a while before you see that lift happen, right? But it's so, so important. It's those baby steps every single day. Yeah, absolutely. You have to definitely be consistent. It's otherwise, it's just, you're just going to be flat on one level or go lower but the consistency is really important. And you don't know who's going to reach out. I've had several people, restaurants yes. reaching out. And I didn't even think of restaurants as part of my partnership. Yeah, right? So I've had yeah. restaurants reach out. I've had uh, other grocery stores reaching out to say, we want to sell your products and things like that. So we are now in the process of just expanding to mm-hmm. grocery stores, so which is great. And uh, we want to keep up with that. And while we're selling online we still want to maintain our customer experience making sure our customers get the best of uh, of their products and get many things so again consistency uh again it, it, you you would think that you launch a business you have this idea you're so hopeful that in two weeks it will grow in maybe in some cases yeah but for me it, it, it didn't just happen like that i just yeah. thought uh, i had i was so ambitious that it was going to poof in like a month or so because i hear other you go online, you hear people, I launched my business, I'm making 100K in a month, I'm making 200K in a month. I'm like, how are they doing that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's all different processes that you have to follow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so what does a typical work week look like for you these days? I know now you have some team members and some people who are supporting the brand. What do you do in a typical work week? How often are you working on Crave? Like, I'd love to know just a snapshot of your typical work week and what that looks like. Yeah, it does not end. I think I work (laughs) (laughs) 24-7. Yeah, I work 24-7. It doesn't end. But I'm glad that um, last year I was doing everything myself from scratch, right? Mm -hmm. From emails to uh, packaging the product to making the product myself. But now this year we are growing. So, so far I have, I have a team. We are now a team of three at this point and we are still um, looking to hire more people uh, at least to help with production because everything is handmade. Um, so uh, with the granola, everything is handmade and I want to keep it that way, that in that sense, at least to, um, to, to, to uh, draw that connection between me and my customers, right? So I want to keep it that way. But um, 
of course, we have some equipment that we use to hop, but making the granola is handmade. So in a typical week, I get I get about, I would say I'll get about maybe a few orders, like about maybe in a week, I get about say 10 or 10 to 20 orders, depending on who. Yeah. The thing is that no one orders just one granola. Mm. So one order could be hand granola. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. That's amazing. It could be 10 granola, two cakes, because we also make almond cakes. So it could be one order could could be maybe $200, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine all of that. So it all differs. No one, no one really orders one granola and just see that and go walks away with it. Yeah. So it gets really busy. Um, we take the orders, but the good thing is we these granolas are already made in batches. And, and packaged and stored in a, in a in our facility where when people order if we just pack it and send it to them so we don't make it right away but um we still still we make fresh fresh products every every week regardless yeah. so uh the work week and then the emails are like crazy <laughs> oh gosh i see emails and i'm like i need some help right here it was a struggle trying to find uh a virtual assistant or someone that would yeah. help me too to navigate the emails because it's now when I started I didn't have any emails I'm like okay we'll just see how it goes now I'm flooded with emails that I need help with them but great that uh, I have people that are joining the team to help now so it's been crazy and I want to start going into stores again um, um, soon um, that's also going to be a part of my work week where I would have to make scheduled time to visit grocery stores or contact them and just say, hey, this is who we are and start making all the pitch decks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the good part, too, that we've lost over the last two years is being able yes. to meet the retailers face to face and maybe sample your granola while you're yeah. at the store. It's just that magic moment when you're walking through a grocery store and you see the founder actually giving out samples and sharing their story. Um, it's that incredible connection that can be fostered. So I'm excited for what's to come. And you say that you want to get into retail. Like, is there a dream retailer you would love to have Crave Granola sitting on the shelves of? Yeah. Um, when I talk about, when I think about retail, I never really thought that I would go to, I want to go to bigger chain stores like Loblaws and the, and the metros. But, um, I have always thought about starting small on small retailers, especially the health food local stores. But now that I'm getting much more attention and people are reaching out, my dream retail store right this point would be if I can land uh, Whole Foods, that would be like a big one for me. That's a big win for me. So my goal is to really get to them. And I do know that they will love my product. They will love the packaging. They'll love everything. And especially the the cake, uh, it's really the package so nicely that you can just pass on. You look yeah. at it and I'm like, what's that? I want to order that. So um, so I, my store on, on Etsy, I keep getting lots of people favoriting every single day to favorite the products and all that. So, but yeah, um, Whole Foods would be my dream retail store to, to, to be a part of and all. Yeah. So cool. And I know they love featuring like local food and beverage yeah. brands. So I feel like now that you've said it out there, it's going to come true. And I'm yeah, excited to see it happen. True. It's a big dream, yeah. but... It's not far (laughs) off. Um, So as we kind of start to wrap up here, one thing that I would love to know from you is, do you ever have days when you're unmotivated or just feel kind of like burnt out? And if so, what do you do to get out of that rut or to kind of shake it off? Yeah, that happens more than you know. Yeah. The days when I feel like, especially, I feel like I feel those days when 
I just sit on my desk and I see all these emails just jumping in, just dropping and coming. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? And I'm just staring at them. And I'm like, uh, this is just too much. And yeah. I have a lot to do. But at the same time, I don't feel like I want to do anything. I just have those moments where I'm like, no, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. Um, even if I force myself to, it's kind of hard to even want to do it. And those days I just sit down. I'm like, you know what? I, there's nothing I can really do at this point. This is my mind. This is my body and soul telling me take a break naturally without, you know, uh, although I have things to do in the back of my head, I'm guilty. I'm like, gosh, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to respond to that email. Yeah. I need to follow up on this. But at the same time, I just tell myself, you know what? What will be, will be. <laughs> just take the time and rest because we need to be healthy in order to help other people, right? To do what we need to do. So mm -hmm. take that mental break that you need to. If you need a day or two, just do it. I think two weeks ago, I just was a time in the whole week that I did absolutely nothing. I, I mean, not absolutely nothing, but I responded to emails, but I didn't really put anything into my agenda. I just told myself, that's it. I'm just going to rest for this week. Mm -hmm. And the next week it picks up because as a solo entrepreneur, it doesn't end. It's on and on and on. So you have to make the time to create for yourself. Yeah. Hey, Visionary, are you ready to launch your business? If you're looking for a way to get started, we can help. The Visionary Method is a weekly coaching program that will guide you through the process of launching your business and generating revenue in as little as 12 weeks. We have helped over 100 entrepreneurs build their businesses from scratch and find community with people just like them. You don't have to do this alone. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert, young or old, experienced or brand new. Our our method works for everyone who wants it badly enough. This isn't about getting rich quick. It's about creating something meaningful that changes lives and makes the world a better place. Join us today by heading to KelseyRiedel.com for details or click the link in the show notes and learn more about the visionary method so important and I feel those weeks too and it's just like you're staring at your screen and eventually you realize like I'm not going to output anything good in this state that I am in and it's probably because I'm exhausted or I'm approaching burnout and my body is telling me you need to slow down and I think then our entrepreneurial brain kicks in and it's like no push through have another coffee get those emails yeah. done but it's a learning curve to realize sometimes it's better to step back, take the day or two off, and then you come back and you're just completely fresh and reinvigorated and you can actually have some good output uh, after that break. Yeah, that's so true. And, and for me, I feel like, okay, if I'm not working, then maybe if I read a book, I'll still feel like I'm mentally productive Yeah, <laughs> in that sense. I'm like, no, I, okay, I'm going to read a, 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 like a, a good smart book. So, but at the same time, if you need to just sit down and chill and watch Netflix, it's fine. If you want to read a book, read a non-educational book, just read something <laughs> fictional that's that is true. funny, that's interesting. So that way that takes your mind out of the whole work process or the whole workload that you're feeling or the pressure, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, so I tend to do that. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to work, but I'm just going to read something to just to make me feel like I did something. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's true. Like, don't go straight for like the business tips book. It's like, no, no, no. We need <laughs> yeah. to shift gears and like go into fantasy land or something. Exactly. <laughs> so awesome. So last question. Do you have a vision for where Crave is going? Do you have this like 10 year, 20 year grand plan? Or are you more the type that's like, 
I'm happy where I am now, just trying to figure this out, this stage, and we'll figure out the rest as it comes. Yeah, I do have lots of plans for Crave Granola. It's a growing business. It's getting lots of attention. So you will start seeing us in stores shortly. Hopefully sometime <laughs> this year we'll start getting there. But the future plan for the one of the reasons why I created the business is just that I didn't want to just create any business. I don't just want to create a business that will just bring income just because I feel like it. Um, I used to hear people say, I want to start a business. It's, it's, so, it's, so, it's just for fun. It, it, to me, then I would hear it. I'm like, yeah, it's not for me. I just want to work my way up. But when I got into this, I knew that with my experiences, what I went through in my life challenges, I want to help other women. I want to help young girls who, in, who are in vulnerable position, who are who are in positions that I was in, who were helpless. So I want to create an impact, not just mm. create granola. I just want to create granola with an impact. That was something that is just more than just granola. That is one of our slogans, more than just granola, because we are creating a community of well-being. We are creating impact of uh, sharing, helping young girls, helping women, helping people who are in vulnerable positions. And through that, with that, we have... Um, uh, our charity, uh, we, we started, I, we, I have a, char- a charity um, project that I'm a part of, a leader in. It's called the Sheepreneur Project. So it's a project that helps young women in developing countries or immigrant women who have mm-hmm. come through, gone through the various life situations, are in vulnerable states, and don't know where to start. And, and so we are helping them through that, through the business. I want to show them that you can do, if I can do it, you can do it. And I want to be able to encourage them and inspire them in that sense. So I see granola, create granola as not just a business, but we're doing more to help other mm-hmm. people as well and to build a community of other entrepreneurs, of other empowered women, of other empowered people. And as we're doing that, we're sharing that through our, our flavored granola, our flavored food and creating a good well-being for, for our community. So neat that granola is just the vehicle right now to yes. get you to that bigger vision. I think that's extremely, extremely powerful and inspiring. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So if somebody wants to try your granola because their mouth is currently watering, I know <laughs> mine is, um, where are the best places for them to shop Crave Granola and to connect with you? Right now, uh, we are selling online at www.cravegranola.com. So it's crave with a K, so don't miss that. And so uh, you can go online, just order it from there. Uh, we, are, we are also on Etsy, and we are creating other li- online platforms where people can place their orders from. Um, and then we are in the process of going into grocery stores this year. So we'll start small, and we'll start announcing where we are uh, on our website as we, as we launch into grocery stores as well. We also, I mean, we are also on Instagram or we're on Facebook. Well, we are on all social media platforms. So <laughs> you can find us anywhere. Just create granola with a K and uh, there we are. Thank you so much, Nicole. This has been a true, uh, just inspiring and amazing conversation and a pleasure to sit down with you on the show. So thank you for being here and all the best as you continue to grow Crave. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Great conversation. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app. 
You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method business coaching experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.